to episode 338 of Three Beers and Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay, good evening sir. You've been calling on a lovely good, Sunday good. evening. It, it is quite pleasant today, isn't it? It's not that cold, but spring's here, I'm, I'm going to say. Spring's here, I've got shorts on, the, 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 the washing <laughs> I've started sorting the garden out. Things are starting to bloom. It feels like a wee... With a cloud of greyness lifting from the west coast of Scotland, I feel, I feel that we're just we're embracing yeah. the, the new season. We're getting out of the winter, which is nice. Yeah, definitely. Still a few more months of chillier weather, possibly, but definitely you can see the difference. Sun's out in the morning. Plants, flowers are coming out. There's flowers I, coming out of the ground. It's, it's, I've always feel like people underestimate just how bleak a Scottish winter is. See, once you get, everyone's excited up till Christmas, and then see Christmas till about mid February, it's a, it's a slog. It really Aye, it's just horrible. It's horrible. Isn't it? there's, there's no much joy there at all. It's just wet, cold, miserable. Yeah, yeah, dark Aye. all the time. Aye. So thirty days a night. So is that that's what it is? We're living in thirty days a night. I know the sun does come up at some point, but does it feel like something that doesn't come up at all for like just up yeah. and Ah, yeah, it pops its head out. You're in work and you pop out work and it's gone again. You look bastard, I must have. So no UV <laughs> for me today. Yeah. Thank you, Lamu. <laughs> Moving on from that, <coughs> what are you drinking tonight, Golsey? I am on my final and last can of Stormtrooper, which is the Sniper one, Ooh. which I can't actually do, but, it is, but it's called Sniper, and it, it's quite a cool can. What is... I don't know what that's... I'm going to say um, something... IPA, yeah, yeah, something, it's like basically an IPA. Yeah. I'm not sure what SN stands for, I'm trying to think. I can't see it in my glasses, I've got another glasses. Uh, no, I can't see it. No, I'll, I'll text it to you later, or you can Google it. But yeah, Sniper, with dots in between, SN IPA, so it'll be something IPA. But yeah, right. it's, it's a nice IPA, um, as IPAs go, it's, it's not bad. Um, Lorraine did bring me back from the beer shop during the week in the West End, two bottles of 9% beer. That's not a Probably not for a Sunday night, no. Maybe maybe a wee midweek, if we, if we can do it earlier next week, I might. Yeah. That's but yeah, I, I stained from that. I was like, that's not really a good idea. Aye, that's, that's, that's a Thursday or Friday night drink. Um, I am also <laughs> something just very usual with my punk IPA. Cool. Yes, nice wee can of that. That's enough for a Friday. That's enough for a Sunday night for me as well. That's uh, the yeah, just Nice wee can, level you out. Yep. We're drinking for you, you listeners, we're drinking yes. for you, you're bad for our health. We're being responsible, <laughs> I'd be responsible. Um, <laughs> let's catch up going, any movie, anything you've caught up on, I've seen that you've not seen, that you've now seen, that we wanted to discuss, have you sort of had any sort of... Um, no, well, I finished off Ted, um, we were talking about that last week, how you'd finished the show, yeah. I was on. Yeah, um, actually, the last two episodes I thought really brought it home. Um, very, very kind of mediocre Solid in the last two. Good. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was like, it all should have been like this and not, you know, just fucking landing at the very ending. But I really enjoyed the the, the, the final two, the one where he's going to try and get laid and stuff like that. That was, mm. was really funny. It felt, um, like was it felt more like sort of like your like American Pie kind of porkies yeah. and that kind of thing, sort of like in that vein a little bit yeah. more. But up, up until then, yeah, it was, it was quite bland, wasn't it? It was very unfunny, was- mostly. There was chuckles but no laughs. Yeah, no, no, yeah. A few times I kind of smiled. I think once or twice I maybe kind of laughed out of eight episodes. That's pretty, pretty low in terms of swings. Um, so yeah, but I'm sure people will love it because it's Ted and 
Yeah, I mean, the episode with the truck I thought was pretty funny. Like, I enjoyed the hot one. I felt kind of silly. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I think that was the second last one. I think that oh, one yeah. at the end one, I thought, well, look, what, this is this is what it should have been all, all the way mm. through, this consistency. But, yeah. But um, that, that's it. I don't know if I'll watch the second season. I'm going to assume there will be a second season. I think it, I might get it short enough that I don't feel like it's taking up that much time. Like, I, it's kind of, it's going to almost throw away. I can just sort of... You know, they're all about half, no, are they? No, they're about half an hour long, aren't they? Each of them are not quite 40 minutes. I would watch it, but I'm not going to rush to watch it. Like, I didn't rush to watch it the first time round. I, I think it was about for a good wee bit before I decided to, you know, sort of yeah. any time in it. So, aye, it's something that if I'm like we're talking about in the dark days of winter, if there's a season two, then it might be something that will tickle fans just for to kill her. A few hours, but yeah, it, it's um, fine, very much a fine show with nothing great about yeah. it. Yeah. But, but it does, like, it's kind of weird that fucking in this day and age you've got a show about a talking bear that takes drugs and is filthy. That, that's, like, pure gold, but you're so used to crap like that and it just becomes meh, do you know what I mean? Which what? Is, it's a real shame, because something like that should be quite magical and always, like, wow, do you know what I mean? And it's just not. Well, that's what I kind of was saying to you at the time. It's like, I don't really know who this was for, because, like, Ted is a good, like, decade old or so, and it feels like at we've least, all moved uh... on from Ted. We've all moved on from Ted. It feels like it was a joke at the time. It's now kind of, it's past its crowd, unless it's, like, it is even at people who are sort in their 20s are now in their 30s, and like, they almost want to relive the nostalgia from their 20s. It's like, that seems... Kind of but it's not it. got that nostalgia in there, because it's different from the movie. Do you know what I mean? It's, I suppose, yeah. It feels kind of not... not the same, but yeah, the same enough, but not. I mean, it's, it's right. weird, but yeah, it's just weird that you become like, meh, do you mean? Yeah. Just, just another talk teddy bear show, and you're like, what the fuck, do you know what I mean? Like, but there's a, surely there's that's a good thing. They're talking teddy bear horror movie this year, yeah, um, imaginary, which is out next week. Um, yeah. no idea. I've just, I only seen it in the bus the other day, it's the first I knew about it, so I've no, no idea what this is about. No, imaginary is the Ryan Reynolds one, isn't it? I'm not sure. So, so next week is that imaginary? It's called... oh, no, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. Imaginary yeah. is the one. A woman returns to her childhood home to discover that she's imaginary friend she left behind is a very real and unhappy that she abandoned him. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It is that is the one you're looking at. Um, Again, do we need another talking bear fucking movie? With five nights at Freddy recently as well. Ted, this fucking Megan. Right. It's <coughs> uh, me Megan. I feel, I feel Megan. Megan has opened this up though. That's the reason why we're getting these because that's kind of opened up the. That toys. I, I mean, the guy who done it directed um, Truth or Dare, which wasn't that great, and Fantasy Island, which I think both of us liked. And jo- yeah, we we enjoyed it a lot more than pretty much the mass population did. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last film I saw um, before lockdown. Actually, interestingly, was um, Fantasy Island. Yeah, and I remember I wanted to see it, so I never got around to it and only watched it. It was last year. And, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It got panned, though. I think we are a minority, sir. Yes, one. we are. Uh, well, I'm glad you found it. I'm glad you got the TED calls, at least. Um, yeah. I, <coughs> I did watch something again. I, well, not again. I watched something that you told me to watch, which is you talked about Black Friday last week. Was, uh, one of yes. The, uh, the aliens invading the department store. On <laughs> the toy store, Black, yeah. On the toy store on Black Friday. Um, it was, everything you said, it's a it's a completely schlocky, straight-to-video horror film, which yeah. it knows exactly its audience. It's a 5 out of 10 movie, but it's a good 5 out of 10. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad with it. It was 
a bit taken aback by how much Devin Sawyer has aged. That was quite the the shock to me. Um, Who was he the main, the main lead? Ah, oh, the one who got the kid and stuff. Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like to me, he's uh, the, the kid from Final Destination and from Iron Hands, and I was like, oh my god, he's like a, a man. Right now he's just like grown up and adult and looking <laughs> old and haggard and shit like that. Bruce Campbell was quite subdued as well. I thought he was quite kind of. At first, I thought he was, he was doing very Bruce Campbell stuff when he's like basically kind of the, the guy on the mic. Yeah, yeah. And then it did actually change things. It was a much more sort of like, definitely not Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Well, which I think the good thing yeah. is you don't always need Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell. He has got a range and he can do other things. So, but yeah, it was a totally fine. I think Campbell was there purely as like not purely as, but a big part of name recognition. You know, you know, if you put him in your film, it allows a certain audience that will definitely come to it and it allows you, you know, to sell it on in a, in a strong way. Yeah, um, I definitely. He's he's like a horror. He's a horror draw, isn't he? He's like, you know, <laughs> exactly. He's, horror, he's, horror, he's Bruce Campbell, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. And he, he brings an audience naturally with him who will go and see him regardless. But it wasn't any sort of like Evil Dead hints or anything like that. There was none of that kind of shit, which I was quite happy at because, like, yeah. you need to move beyond that sometimes, you know, and not just have yeah. all that crap in it. But exactly the same as you, just pure nonsense, but in the best possible way. Do you know what I mean, just nothing at all wrong with it, just done. Do you know what I mean? And you forget about it and then you're like, okay, I'll enjoy that and off yeah. you go. Um, mm. I also watched it much at the behest of you and my wife to watch. I watched Return to Oz, the was the Oz, which apparently holds a record for the longest gap between movie and sequel. Um, mm. Obviously, it's about Dorothy returning to Oz to rescue the kingdom. Essentially, it's a weird, weird film because yeah, watching it, I felt it was weird. And then I, after I went on a wee bit of a deep dive out all about um, Return to Oz, and it's like it's made by Disney, but Disney didn't have the rights to the the rights to the book but not the iconography of the book. All right, okay, so the kind of character designs and stuff for that. Yes, that's all very much Paramount, so they had to like pay Paramount to even use Ruby Slippers in it. So that's why in this film like the Tin Man looks very different from the Tin Man like you're aware of and yeah. Lion looks very different and there's a, a lot of different characters in it. But it's a very odd, weird film. I think it's I don't know what the timeline for films at this time were. But it feels very much inspired by like like um, Never Ending Story and stuff like um, was that one even things like Willow and things like that. I feel a bit inspired by you yeah. know all that kind of that kind of fan, um, labyrinth and all that kind of stuff. You know all that yeah, kind of definitely, kind of definitely yeah. Like, a kind of dirty, grungy, uh-huh. teen vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but it's, it was a, a weird film. I can say, honestly say I'll never watch it again. Yeah. But I'm very intrigued that I'm dead watch it that one time. It's dark, isn't it? It's, it's very not dark. For, it's, it's not for kids, I don't think. I mean, I think kids would be genuinely fucking freaked out by some of it. Like that's just weird. I mean, in the head. Well, Jill yeah. said she was very, she was a bit creeped out by it when she first saw it as a kid. So obviously it's had an yeah. impact because she was stunned that I hadn't seen it before. You know, and she's yeah. obviously one of those seminal films that every kid sees. So. Oh, I don't. I don't think it was a big hit, though, was it? I think it was pretty. I don't think so. No, I think it, it, yeah. I, I think box office disaster, not a disaster, but definitely a. Um, yeah, doing a bit of kicking. I think they just made the assumption was the voice, and that's that's all we need to do is have the title and make money, and it's like, it doesn't matter. But it's so, it's so oh, very different. completely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even fucking. I know it's the same universe, but it doesn't feel like it is. Yeah. No, it feels like a very different yeah. universe. You know, it's. Yeah. It's the same difference between I can't even think of, I, I can't even compare the two, like like I'm trying to think. Almost like the, the 
the Stallone dread and like the the yeah, Carol Orton dread. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, completely it's the different same. Films, it's a completely but... different world. You know, it's totally different take mm. on it. You know, yeah, yeah. No. Good. That's a good comparison. I like that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, I watched, I watched that. I'll give it a five out of ten. I was going to give it a, a, a rating. Um, I've not watched anything TV wise at home yet. Um, well, I've got a few things. I've got things to go, but I'm going to wait to finish them and then report back on them. Okay. So we do <coughs> some movies then, Collie. So there's a couple of things in the cinema. A couple of things I watched. Got thanks to a very nice VPN and for something we watched. Um, I think it's on Sky Cinema now. Oh. Yeah. The first one I watched is a film called Memory. Which is directed by Michael Frankel, who directed the film called Sundown, which I know you did not like, the one with Tim Roth, and he leaves his family in the beach. Yeah, I, I thought that was dreadful. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. God, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. So the plot of this one is it's a, a woman who's suffered trauma in the past, um, and she, she's going on with her life. She's trying to survive in her life. And then at a high school reunion, someone just follows her home and freaks her out, creeps her out, because she believes it's someone who may have abused her in the past. The rub of it is okay. the person who followed her home and she thinks is that has actually got dementia. So if it was, then he actually didn't remember doing it. Okay. It's not a spoiler to say that it turns out that's not the case. They, they didn't, he didn't actually have anything to do with the abuse that she suffered. Mm. And they strike up a friendship that sort of integrates them into each other's worlds. Um, as she's okay. suffering the trauma of childhood abuse and he's suffering the onset of dementia and, and how that's affecting him. So a happy story, Colin. Um, yeah. And if you get Jessica Chastain, um, who I'm always a big fan of, Peter Salzgaard, uh, Jessica Harper, Merritt Weaver and Josh Charles. So <coughs> it's in the cinema, but it's quite a limited release. I think it'll probably be on your Netflixes and your streaming relatively soon. Um, it's a very touching drama about like trauma and loss and like real loss in terms of like losing family and also the, the loss of like someone who's there but not there you know so it's mm. something that does touch a lot of us um it's very subtle performances very engaging performances especially two leads like chastain and Salzgard are excellent because they are very good at what they do they bring a yeah. subtlety they bring a believability to everything they do but for a lot of the time i'm really unsure what it's trying to say and I think that was a problem you had with Sundown as well, which I'm not yeah, entirely just, sure what this film's trying to tell us. Yeah, there's a lot of nothing, but no explanation for a lot of nothing. Uh-huh. That's well, Sundown was like that. It was like, what's what's the point in all this? You know, you're yeah. not giving me, you know, you're just meandering along, and then you've meandered away. Like more, give me more. Aye. So it feels a bit like a slice of life. So it's not. It's very much a a lot of show, but not telling. You know, it's mm. make, which I'm absolutely all for. You know, there's, there's a, there's a, you know, I think zone of interest we talked about last week. It does a lot of show, but don't tell. You know, it just lets you see something. But sometimes mm. when it's not, when the show is not obvious enough or easy enough to comprehend, you need to have a little bit more tell so yeah. that an audience can understand what you're, where you're going with it. And I just felt a little yeah. bit lost at times about actually what its sort of purpose and its sort of meaning was at times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I get films like that a lot. You're just like, it's, I need a payoff here. You know, I've invested this much. I'm taking a leap of faith, going the journey with you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, take, take me to the end of it, and they don't. Aye, and that's kind of, it's like, very moving, but it's at a distance. And because of that, it felt a little bit cold. Yeah. I felt it should have been a, bit, a lot more, I'm not saying a warm story, but I should have been, I should have been in tears watching this film, is what I, I, yeah. I think. 
and it never really got that emotional kick to it that I kind of felt it was aiming for or I thought it could do. So, yeah. like I said, performances are excellent. Can't fault them at all. And I, the general film itself is totally fine, but it feels like it could have been so much more. It felt like it could have been, yeah. a, could have been a, a much stronger film um, in terms of the story. It, so, yeah. But in a way, it's what I kind of expected from a little bit, but also a bit of a letdown in a weird way. Is it too intimate, maybe? See, is that a problem? It was too intimate, but also too intimate at a distance. It didn't get intimate enough at times. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, it kind of almost kept both both performances and both sort of main characters at an arm's length. Where I can almost Which, watch Scar- Which Skarsgård was it? You said, sorry. Skarsgård, not Skarsgård, Skarsgård. Skars- ah, right. Okay, cool. Cool, I've got you. Yeah. yeah. What you mean. Not, one of, not yeah. one of the Norwegian joy. Not one of the Swedish, you know, yeah. men. Powerhouses that dominate not. cinema. Yeah. Sarsgaard's a very good actor as well, Peter Sarsgaard. He's in a lot of stuff that he's very, very good yeah. at. So, yeah. um, so it's just, I guess the film you come out of going like, I don't feel bad for seeing it. I don't feel like I've, I've wasted my time watching it. I don't feel like it's it's one of those films that go like, that was terrible, I'm going gonna, gonna to tell people not to watch it. Like, there is something there, but I just, it didn't add up to some of its parts. It, it really could have yeah. been a lot. It really could have been something that hit a lot stronger. You know, in the same way that almost, uh, what was that when we watched The Father with um, Anthony yeah. The, the, the emotional punch and payoff of that film is absolutely. This didn't have that same effect on me. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Strong singles, maybe not a strong song. Put it that way. Yeah. No, I get you. A ten. Six and a half. There, there is some stuff there. There's some stuff. Yeah. There. Yeah. No, I, I guess when you're dealing with performers of that kind of ilk, do you know what I mean? They are going to get a quality performance regardless of what they're fucking uh-huh. spouting out, do you know what I mean? I, I suppose that's a, a saving grace. Yes. Um, yeah, maybe we'll, I'll catch on, on streaming when it turns yeah. out eventually. Yeah, I'll really look at it Maybe it'll hit you in a yeah. different way, but just never really, just didn't yeah. as much as it should have done. Um, or from that cause, the one that is not available in the UK yet, I had to get, I had to use a, a VPN to watch it on Amazon in America. Which we do not condone at all. Richard means one of those legal a VPNs. V, a, a VPN is not illegal. I'm not downloading it. Okay. I'm not downloading it. I'm just watching it. The computer thinks I'm in America. That's all it does. That's what a VPN does. Okay? The way it's the way you watch movies on Netflix. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my excuse I'm sticking to it. So I watched this film called ISS, um, directed by Gabriella Copperthwaite, um, who directed a film called Our Friend, the one with Jason Segal when he moved in with his friends and we could Oh yeah, I liked yeah, I liked that. I liked yeah. that film as well. And she also directed Blackfish, the one about the killer whale and SeaWorld that made us all hate SeaWorld. Oh right, okay. I've not watched it yet, I've not watched but I know all of it. It's like really famous, yeah. Yes, very much so. And this is basically the ISS is in space, International Space Station, American crew, Russian crew, American crew joins land <coughs> gets there. All integrated everything's all good, they're all running experiments. And then war breaks out on Earth between America and Russia. And as America, it quite possibly could. Yeah. As it quite possibly could. <laughs> the ISS is supposed to be a, a, a place of neutrality. You know, it's like the mm. neutrals were in Star, Star Trek. You know, it's where yeah. nations come together and there's no... Put all that the, Sweden, the Sweden of space. What's under space, if you want to call it that as well. What's yeah. under space, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, both governments declare that as being a prized possession for, for a reason that's unveiled during the film. So the American crew and Russia are pitting against each other to try and basically wrestle control of the space station for their um, their country. Respective countries, yeah. Yes. So it's interesting. Okay, you got interesting, yeah. yeah. You got Oscar-winning Ariana DeBoss, um, who I'm a big fan of. 
You've got Chris Messina, who we like from Based on a True Story. Yep. You've also got John Gallagher Jr. So they, those three are all playing the Americans, it sounds like it. Uh, you've also got Costa Ronan, Pilu Azbek, and Masha Mashkola. They are all playing the Russians, obviously. <laughs> <coughs> this was, for me, a genuinely quite a solid premise and quite an interesting idea that I've not really seen played out mm. before. But it, mm. like, it, it, sounds, it does sound a really obvious premise. You know, like if America went yeah. to war, what would happen to the guys in space? Because like, it's that's supposed to be something where there's always that scientific um, yeah, it's... come together type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like medical teams. You you, you don't with them. You let them do their shit. Do you know what I mean? Yes, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that very intriguing first act, as it's laying a lot of track of like building the friendships, and then you're seeing like the event happen, and they're all trying to basically you know show they need to do something, but not show each other what they're going to do. You know that kind of idea. Mm. Of, like, you, know, you have to you know they're all thinking when the Americans find out like the tourists to the rest of the space station and, and you know basically by any means necessary. They all start thinking, well, if our government's told us that, that must mean their government's told them that as well. They yeah. have that yeah. moment of, like, what they're going to do. So it's, that's quite an interesting premise. There is some exceptionally odd fucking dialogue in it, though. Where <laughs> they keep treating the astronauts as, a, like, almost like jock grunts. <laughs> Which they're not. They're fucking not, highly they're intelligent. Yeah. Highly intelligent men and women. Yeah, look, look. This, it was like they're not like it's, they're not like basically like road workers went up there just to like, you know smash some shit about. They're, they're there to do very intricate stuff, so they're not idiots. Yeah. But the point very start of it when like the the main American girl out the boss, she turns to um, I think John Gallagher and goes, so she says something and he shows a picture of her kids of his kids. And she goes, and he goes, oh that's my kids, and I'll be back home with them soon. And he going, sure you're in training for the past like fucking. Two years, she must know yeah, that you yeah, don't just suddenly meet on a fucking space station with no <laughs> paranoia of that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of weird. I guess, isn't it? It's, Aye, it's yeah. like almost like they used to, like, it's like, like they're driving <laughs> some sort of remote cabin and doing So that's about odd. That, that kind of people are There is some decent tension, but it does kind of peter out through the second and then the third act, um, mm. which kind of, like, kind of did make a bit of a damp ending. Um, <coughs> the direction makes very strong use of the one location. Again, it's one of the things you've only got one place to film it, so you've got to try and use it to its maximum. I was going uh, to ask, that how, how was it being set in a confined space? Was it yeah, make I, most I, thought of it? It was, yeah. I thought it was decently well done. You know, it, it, enough, kind of, they used the camera well enough to you know to make you feel it was different all the time and yeah. use the nooks and crannies and stuff like that. And they, they brought something to it, so I enjoyed that part of it. But it was really just how, how much it petered out that really let me down. It felt like it. Yeah. Good idea, strong idea. Yeah, there's some weird character choices of like you know making them like basically idiot grunts, but mm. I just I just all kind of fell away in the third act, which was a real shame. Um, it's still odd it's not found a UK release because I watched it at home on a relatively big TV. It looked pretty cool. Mm. It looked good in cinema. I, again, maybe it's it's how much an audience would we get? I don't know because it's it does seem quite a genre yeah. movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it looks expensive enough, so it's not like it's been done in the cheap. So I don't know if is really it is it back. Is it one that's going to kind of steal the funding a wee bit from Civil War, possibly? No, because it's all set in space. I think Civil War's a much better. It seems like a much broader scope of a film. This is um, very much. It's like the, the war is separate. It's, it, you don't see any of the yeah. war. It's all between yeah. these six people on this space station. So okay, again, much like memory, a wee bit. It's, it's a a solid premise that just felt not 
developed enough. Just didn't quite. Yeah, uh, we've right. got a really good idea, right? What are you going to do? I don't know, but it's a good idea, so let's roll it anyway. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, right. for myself, five out of ten. Okay, it's interesting. I think I still quite fancy because of the yeah. whole sci-fi element and stuff like that. So, I'll I've just got it. I'll come I'll land over here eventually. Right, we'll do. We'll do. Yeah. Um, I'll very quickly mention one more before we move on to one we've both seen. Um, so what I'm going to mention is Marmalade, which is obviously Paddington's favourite movie, um, directed by <laughs> directed by Keir O'Donnell. It's his debut feature. He's a, better known as an actor, and he's a lot of like bit parts and like wedding crashers and ambulance and a lot of a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so, plot this one is basically it's told in flashback for the most part of this guy you put in a jail cell and he starts telling the story of how he fell in love with someone and she's basically coerced him into robbing a bank. Nice. That's, okay. That's just, that's the way the story unfolds. <coughs> you've got in the film you've got Joe Keery, who we all know from Stranger Things. He's a mm. foppy hair one. And you've got Camilla Monroe, who I didn't really know much from. You've got Aldous Hodge and Ozamia Ag. Gabo, I believe her name is. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> this is a solid, if sort of tropey heist mystery. Um, I had to yeah. rent. I rented this on um, Amazon. By the way, in case you wonder. Mm. Um, they kind of think it's a lot smarter than it is. You yeah. know, it's. Not it sounds every- almost Tarantino with the flashbacks and stuff like that. You know, like the kind of storytelling yes. and. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of got that kind of Kings, Kings like Knives Out kind of vibe to it a little bit. That one we saw with Daniel Craig as well, when he's yeah. in that one, you know, robbing the Speedway. Oh, Logan Lucky as well. Logan Lucky, yeah, yeah that kind of vibe to it. Um, a young boy, Kiri, I've seen young boy, he's probably like 40. Joe Kiri, he's, <laughs> he's got a lot of charm. I enjoyed him. He brings a lot to the screen, as he does in Stranger Things as well. Mm. Um, same, same with Aldous Hodge. He seems very enjoyable. He's got, he brings a bit to it as well. The Camilla Monroe girl, who plays like sort of like the pixie dream girl in the film, yeah. she, I felt she was miscast. I think they've wanted yeah. the actress from Ready or Not. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the vibe I was getting from. That's who I think they wanted for this role. She's either said no or had to pull out or whatever. And they plugged her in, this other girl, who's fine. Doesn't quite have the right vibe for it. it. Just it feels off to me. They are. You, you mentioned Tarantino. There's a bit of Tarantino in there, but I think from what I saw, what I watched about, I think they're trying to take a lot from the Coen Brothers. You know that kind okay. of kind of s yeah. or kind of like farcical slapsticky yeah. vibe. And it just again comes to show how good the Coen Brothers are at what they do. That when someone tries to copy it, it just doesn't feel right because like you know. Yeah. You can try and copy it, but you haven't got it, and that's why they're the fucking best at what they do because they know exactly yeah, with it. They're a genre on their own. The Cobra yeah. is a fucking genre. Do you know what I mean? Just like, don't let them have it. It's theirs. Don't, don't try and copy it. Yeah. Even when they give their scripts to someone else, they don't work out in the same way because yeah. of the X factor of having the two brothers. Just, you know. So again, I pretty much repeating myself. It's first two acts are pretty charming. Third day act drags out, and I felt it it, it it built upon the farce, upon the farce, upon the farce, to the point of going, you've lost any level of, I'm not saying believability, but for me at least, believe the story. You yeah. know? Does it actually happen, but has to feel like it happened within this world, and I, I felt it didn't. 
So again, it's one of those films where the premise is solid, the premise is strong, there's some good things about it in it, but just peters out, just doesn't quite punch through the way I want it to. So oh, it's, it's, it sounds like it's been one of those weeks for you where everything's just not landed. I've not yeah. regretted picking any of the films I picked this week, yeah. but not been blown away by anything this week either, which is a bit of a shame. So why this, is it called Marmalade? Is there a reason? That is her nickname. Right, okay, like Lady Marmalade. Yes. Cool, cool. Happy. Six out of, six out of <laughs> ten. Okay, not bad score, so one I might, I might watch as well. I'm quite intrigued by the whole jumping about. I, I quite enjoy that wee bit of jumping. Yeah, everything about, everything about the whole idea appealed to me mm. and just didn't pull itself off right, um, so to say. Um, so, last one we're going to talk about, Colin, is it's in, I think, I'm assuming you saw this on Sky Cinema, yeah? I did, yeah, yeah. Um, fresh off the cinema, this one, I believe, like I, a few weeks saw, ago. I must, have, I must have saw it in its last um, sort of like hurrah at the cinema. Um, I'm yeah. And that film is Ferrari, um, directed mm-hmm. by Michael Mann, who directed, obviously, most famously, Heat. Um, but yeah. in recent times, they've done things like Miami Miami Vice, Collateral, Black Hat, Ali. You know, so he, the man has got... He's got... Uh, he's, 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 a, he's a fairly well-known <laughs> director, shall we say. <laughs> He's Michael Mann, <laughs> fuck it, yeah. 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 And this is it's the story of Ferrari, they, but it's less about the, it's about the man Ferrari, the guy who's who built the company and his wife as they negotiate keeping the company alive at the same time getting involved in these races where they, they feel what they want to retain the prestige that is the Ferrari oh, brand. Fra- yeah. Of the yeah. Ferrari brand. At the same time, he's also got his mistress, which in the most Italian way possible, not, it, a mistress with a child and everything, you know, that it's, it's very, very Italian in that respect. He's got two families <laughs> working between and trying to run this company that's possibly, possibly going bust. Um, they won't receive any help from, and at the same time, try to get his cars into this massive race through Italy that if they win it, that would bring them a lot of kudos and it would, it would sort of set them up even more for them. Basically, buy more cars because your cars win races. Yeah. Well, I think what they said was that um, Bugatti race cars to sell cars. We yeah. sell cars to race cars. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing it finance racing, whereas everyone else is like making money from selling cars. Yeah. Yes. They are better. Yeah. You only make like, was it 90 a year or something that they talk about? Yeah. yeah so they're, they're, yeah. They're, at this point, it's sort of set in the 1950s, 60s. 50s, yeah, I got kind of late 50s, early 60s too, yeah. And Sterling Moss is in it, he was the 50s, wasn't he, Sterling Moss? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's the 50s, yeah. so post-war Italy, and it's like, the Ferrari's still this prestige brand, only the richest of the rich and them can actually afford, no one's, you know, no no, no, no you know, pleb is buying a Ferrari, it's still, it's, yeah. it's a brand of opulence. Um, in the film, you've got Adam Driver playing um, Mr. Ferrari, um, mm. who's once again, bringing on his Italian accent. You he is, yeah. He is. You've got Shailene Woodley as playing his mistress, Penelope Cruz, and you also get uh, Sarah Gaddon. Jack O'Connell popped up in it for a little short period. Mm. Uh, Gabrielle Leon and also Patrick Dempsey playing a very famous driver man. If you know racing cars, apparently he's a very famous man. Um, Crosby, what do you think of this one? I've talked a lot. What do you think of this one? Um... We're both not racing fans, I think we'll agree. We're both yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. Um, I'm not really a racing fan at all, and I don't think I had really any interest in finding out about the man himself, Ferrari. I've like, yeah, so, I mean, it's yeah. not something I ever thought I'd 
kind of care to explore. So kind of watch this just on the basis of <coughs> can you just wait to see it and you know let, let's kind of watch a film so we can discuss it together. Um, I, I don't know. It very very middling. It's a weird film because it's set in such a specific period of his life. Yes. That you don't really learn much about him other than you know that maybe a year. You don't really know yeah, why so the marriages dissolve, you know, because like at this point in time, yeah. and his wife are sort of like a former part, they, they both own the company, so he can't yeah. just leave her because if he leaves her, he'll lose his company essentially. Yeah, um, and I mean, it does retcon some about explaining like how we met the mistress and stuff, like that, but it's all done in like a sentence, you know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we, we met after the war in the factory, and that was it, so it's, it's a very kind of weird square that it's kind of built and it just kind of keeps in that wee, wee area and yeah. um, when when the racing did come along <coughs> it's quite underwhelming i thought the, the racing like when you compare it to like something like days of thunder or, or, or i know this sounds stupid but even cars do you know what i mean like, like it, it it didn't have that excitement do you know what i mean you didn't feel like you were behind the wheel you didn't feel like it was dirty and dangerous i don't know the racing didn't quite do it and the what kind of drama they, parts were I got the danger aspect because there is a couple of crashes in this, and there's one in particular that's fucking brutal. Um, mm. The one towards the end. Mm-hmm. But this is something that I felt about Michael Mann generally. You know, I think he's filmed it quite cold. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a real a distance, and there's a sort of he's like someone observing human nature as opposed to understanding it. So that like his films for a lot of time the lack of humanity. If that makes sense, you know, it's like yeah, it's almost like a documentary, like you know, like just you know, just do it yourself. Oh, no, don't don't you know, don't don't be you doing that for. I told you to do this, so you'll keep it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's very cool and very slick, but it mm. just feels there's a lack of warmth, a lack of like trying to get to the understanding of the human condition about who this man was. You know, and it yeah, I feel, like other directors would maybe would drill down into who Ferrari was and try and get to the root of him, but I think man almost uses. Enzo's like sort of personal life story as an excuse just to fucking have racing. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it ends up you don't really care about either enough to, to invest. I mean, like I watched it and let's say it wasn't bad made. It's Michael Mann. You know, he knows what he's fucking doing. Do you know what I mean, he is oh. as you said, he's almost clinical. Do you know what I mean? It's like fucking very clinical. Like yes, Michael Bay that way. Do you know what I mean? You oh. can see the fucking the, the technique is fucking you know beautifully laid out but yeah no just no so at all um, yeah whatsoever yeah it's a film about a brand and it's yeah. a sold to a brand because ultimately you go it's ferrari versus bugatti like they're both massive conglomerate companies i'm like it's there's no real there's no winner or loser for me it's like i don't really care about either of them enough but like that when we watch ford versus ferrari when they try to pitch yeah. ford to this like sort of like little underdog you go no it's the and ford it's, company it's one of the biggest on the planet. You know, yeah, they were never in peril. Do you know what I mean? There, there was never a danger of Ford not being fucking Ford or, you know, fucking as we know it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the kind of, I, I guess, probably not the biggest scene, but the, the part really to the crash, the, that was really well done. That was that was quite horrific. That um, was really horrific, yeah. And that, that was the one thing that made me go and look up more about was, you know, what fucking happened there, you know, yeah. like, but how with that? I mean, I didn't go and look up Ferrari because I'm like, I don't care about this guy. Do you know what I mean? Still, um, I I've got no desire to learn more. Someone's come out of post-war Italy with money and power in that respect. I don't think they have a good back history. Yeah, but the thought, yeah, yeah, there's maybe some shit there that we, that we don't need to 
we don't yeah. need to. Um, let's let's talk about the accents. Um, were they necessary? They're probably not, but I, I enjoy Adam Driver. I think Adam Driver's a really good actor, and I think he's really committed to everything he does. And I've, I've, every time yeah. I watch him on screen, I really enjoy him. See, but I know he's really enjoy him as well. Good. Yeah, but I don't know if his accent was it, kind of now and again it kind of strolled. And then you had like Shirley <laughs> Woodley, she bit, was like, I think a little bit Mario at times. Yeah, but then like, she would do like American for most of it, and then now and again, like Italian, and then just drop it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I, the only person Shirley that. Shirley Woodley, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of her at all. I just, there's something about no. her that's just not, I don't have any um, interest in her. She seemed like an alien yeah. to me a little bit. Same, same. I just, I, I don't get her style, and I, I, I mean, her acting doesn't appeal to me. But yeah, I just thought she was really weird. And let's say American accent, and then just dropping a line or two Italian. You're like, wait, Aye. what are you doing? Don't you Aye. know? Like, just pick the tunes. The old Domino advert at one point, and you're like, yeah, oh, like that's odd. Yeah, Penelope Cruz. Oh, um, amazing. She was wonderful. Yeah, and I think she <laughs> plays that kind of role well. The kind of woman scorned. You know, she, she's yeah. just fucking a powerhouse, isn't she? She's she she exudes a fear. Do you know what I mean? You're like, what's she going to do now? Do you know, you're like, you're watching. You imagine her like, somebody, you know, and he would put <laughs> yeah. back up on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I noticed with her, even the way, like, because the age them up a wee bit, but even the way she walked and stuff like that, you're like, she's a wee old woman. And then she wasn't, mm. do you know what I mean? You're like, wow, when it's Penelope Cruz, she's fucking, you know, making a whole character, do you know what I mean? And just owning it. Um, she, she was one of those yeah. actresses who Hollywood has absolutely no idea what to do with. Like, yeah, yeah. She's too good for what she can do. Mm. And I feel like Eva Green's got the same thing as well. Eva Green is far too good an actress that they don't Hollywood doesn't really know. They can't just give her like sort of like wife roles because she like she can like, no, I'm not taking a wife yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm more more than that. More than that. I, I guess I, I don't know if Cruz's talents are better served to maybe Spanish cinema or European cinema. I expect that she's probably still doing movies. <laughs> she that, that are a lot more interesting than the shit she's doing for us. There's one I watched last year. Yeah. One I was actually called I think, an official competition. It's called. Uh, mm. it's, and it's like she's like an actress, and there's she's dealing with her director and her husband. I think it is. It's Antonio Banderas is in it as well. Oh my god, phenomenal. It's Different phenomenal. class, yeah. 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 So I think I think that that kind of film market knows what to do with. I think it's. Yeah. Kind of Hollywood, it's just like we don't understand. Do you know what I mean, it's, Aye, don't, take, take, a, take a cue for your European cousins, they, they've got Aye. they know what to do with her, how to make her fucking perform. Yeah. Could, you, could you play a wife or a mistress? Like, she's better than that, let, let her... yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's she can act. Do you know what I mean, give her a fucking role and she'll give you a character, do you know what I mean, a full uh-huh. developed character that you will believe. Yeah, yeah, mm. but yeah, just it's still weird. It just left me a bit cold. Oh, see, that, that one crash but that was like genuinely like, kind of fucked you know like shit I can't believe they just done that because um, uh-huh. it was well done I mean it was like horrific the way they done it as well um, but other than that yeah it was just very kind of flatly in viewing do you know what I mean you feel like it's a film that Ridley Scott could have knocked out in about half the time to Michael Manny knock out yeah def- aye, definitely I half the effort I half the budget there you go there's the same film maybe uh-huh. better yeah definitely okay. definitely out of 10 for yourself um, five out of ten, the little road. I'll give it a six. I'm a bit more hard. There's, there's some stuff there again, a six, but it's very, very cold week this week, Colin. Like nothing. Yeah. Nothing bad, but nothing really 
light myself, you know, I'm like light yourself on fire type, and, like you want to swing from the rooftops and yell about it, you know, like like yeah, interest last week. Anyway, Tommy, go like, I'm like, you need to watch your interest. I know it's not a happy film and it's a tough one to watch, but you fucking you have to watch. Like, it's yeah, a you, film. you commit to watching this film. There is this week. Uh, it's like you know, watch these if you want. They're there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, talking of sort of interest, when when is the Oscars? Is it this weekend or next? I think it's next weekend. Like, yeah, they're on ITV yeah. here in Britain, so I'm sure we'll discuss that yeah. when it when it all happens. Um, Definitely. Yeah. One of us has seen June two, which is you, Colin. Mm. Um, yeah. I've yeah. not seen it. I do. We want to talk about it properly together, so I, we'll, we'll we'll hold off on that until next week. Um, yeah. Is general feelings June two? Yes, no, up, down. Underwhelming. It's, it's, I'll leave it at that. Colin, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Based on the critical response, Colin. <sighs> The voice of dissent in the the June world right now. I think I'm just realistic and just not scared to you know go against the the trend in this one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, I'll go. Uh, details to be shared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first one was amazing. Yeah, we've <laughs> seen it a few times now and it's so well done. Yeah. 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 It's a big big yeah. fan. Even I love the eighties kind of movie as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And the kind of books and stuff as well. So I'm. You know, Kind of bit of a June fan, do you know what I mean? So, kind of I, dealing with that perspective as well. I hate the book. I, I know, know you do. Absolutely unintelligible nonsense. <laughs> <the book. laughs> I feel about the book the same way people talk about how they say they love the Lord of the Rings films, but they can't stand the book or they don't understand mm. the books. That's how I feel about June. Like, I love the first June. film. I read, I've read the book. The book is fucking nonsense. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, we will talk about June part two next week, Colsey. We will talk about that. Yeah, probably. definitely. Yeah. Also, at the cinema right now, we've got Lisa Frankenstein. Which, is, which you've uh, already seen. I've already seen we'll talk about it next week, but I very much enjoyed it. Um, Diablo okay. Cody scripted, directed by Zelda Williams. Um, I watched that, then I watched um, Juno last night. Okay, right. Of the Diablo Cody breakthrough film. Again, yeah. That is a, yeah. an insanely charming film, even many, many years later. Even uh, now, yeah. yeah. Also out just now on Netflix is Spaceman, the Adam Sandler movie. Yes, intrigued as fuck. This looks nuts. This is the one where he's trapped in a spaceship and his only friend is a giant spider. Whether giant. it's imaginary or real, would we don't possibly, know? Possibly giant alien imaginary spider, yes. Voiced by Paul Dano. Yeah. Looks a little bit like Paul Dano as well. A wee bit, yeah, but it sounds bad. I think the Adam Sandler's the thing that it's, it's off-putting because you're like Sandler. I've been kind of bitten many a time by you, my friend, and, and you disappoint a lot, but see, where he does land... See, he wants to be an actor. He can be an actor. He's got he the talent have, yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. Aye, when he's not fucking fulfilling contracts, basically. I mean, he's he's capable of like, great things. Yeah. Apparently, he is the most bankable star in Latin America. It's nuts, isn't it? Which yeah. is why you get that massive Netflix contract because he, like, he will, if we give him the films, he'll make his money in, in Latin America. Yeah, they'll watch it, whatever it is. It's Sandler, mm-hmm. they'll watch it. Um, yeah, but again, he, he is like there is motive. <laughs> do you know what I mean? In the gift ball, he's just got his fucking. Wait for a ton of shit to get. So hopefully this is this is the latter, not the former Sandler mm-hmm. we're talking about. Have you enjoyed that basketball one done um, last year? I've still seen that one. I know yeah. I've heard amazing things about it. It's just yeah. like, it's amazing. Um, I'm good. good to watch it. Um, we've still got um, Wicked Little Letters. I know. Called. That sounds awesome. Well. Well. Get that. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so a few well. catch ups for us to try and work on. Yes. Tell me what you find this, Colsey. 
Uh, number three, beers in a movie. Uh, we are on. Oh, we are now. We're still on Facebook. We're still on Instagram. We're not on X anymore, which is yep. good. I like that. So you can find us there and give us like kind of thumbs up, subscriptions, and and like kind of goofy wee emojis and shit like that. We like those as well, yes. but not poo emojis. Poo emojis. Don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've been calling. You've been Richard. And we've been three beers in a movie.